Hey everyone, it's Nick. Uh, I wanted to jump in right before this episode. Uh, this episode is a live episode that we recorded for um, a college night here at Crossroads. And I think we're splitting it up into two episodes. You'll probably hear part one this week and then part two the next week. Um, and what we're talking about week one is really more aimed at wisdom and asking questions. And we might j- jump into the topic a little bit about um, a transactional relationship with God versus um, a covenantal relationship with God. Uh, and then the second episode will probably be finishing off uh, the topic about transactional versus covenantal and then ending with some Q&A. So I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, this was, it was a lot of fun to do. I was very nervous for this. Um, very, very nervous, but I had a lot of fun doing it. And it was awesome to see uh, the people right in the room, the college students right in the room, be able to respond and, and hear what um, what we were talking about. So Hope it encourages you. Enjoy. All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. Hey everybody! Um, this is this is not a real microphone, is what I just learned. This is this is not for you to hear us, so we're gonna yell. Um, I'm Kyle, if we've never met before, and this is Nick. Hi guys. Hi, Nick. Yeah. And um, we have a podcast, and so we're recording this for our podcast. So surprise, you're part of a podcast right now. You didn't know that. Congratulations. It's going to be great. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I keep thinking that I'm going to talk uh, yeah. into this. Yep. And they're going to, it's not, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, okay. Nick is not used to shouting. Nope. So not you have to like just kind of just so that Nick can be heard. Say something, Nick. Hi, guys. There you go. Okay. <laughs> great. Okay. So we our, our podcast is called A Better Answer, and it's just about the thing we talked about last time I was here, which is just a few weeks ago, about asking questions. So if you weren't here, I want to recap it, because tonight we're going to go further in the same topic. And that topic was about wisdom. Wisdom. How do you become wise, and, and what is wisdom, and what are the benefits of wisdom? It's a topic that you could literally spend the rest of your life researching and going deeper on. Um, but I want to start with this. Wisdom is the best. That's the simple summary Wisdom isn't just, I know answers. It's not just, I'm super smart. I'm somebody people trust. Um, Those are parts of wisdom. But I would argue that if you look at the Bible, wisdom is the key to you having the things you want most in life. That's what wisdom actually is. And this is Proverbs 3. I'll read it to you so you don't have to trust me. This is what the Bible says, I promise. Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 12. Blessed are those who find wisdom those who gain understanding. And by the way, those are separate. I'll talk about that in a minute. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She's more precious than the rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. Would you like to live a long life? That comes from wisdom. And her left are riches and honor. Would you like like a great job and a nice house? It comes from wisdom. Her ways are always pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. Would you like to live a peaceful life? It comes from from wisdom. 
She's a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. All of those benefits are wisdom. And last time we talked about how, how the starting point to wisdom is asking questions. You don't get to wisdom if you don't first ask the very real questions that you have. And what happens for most of us is that we stop asking questions once we start to get out of childhood. Because when you ask a question that someone can hear, they start to judge you for it. They might think you're stupid or, or they might think you're whatever because of your questions. And so the natural thing for all of us is we just sort of clamp up. That's what happens, particularly at the moment you're in, as you're transitioning into full-fledged adulthood someday, right? That right now, I promise in your life, the enemy of your life wants nothing more than for you to stop asking your real questions. I want you to get quiet and stop asking. But if you won't do that, if you'll fight back against it, you can attain to, to wisdom. I think it's a spiritual skill, as we talked about last time. Um, also worth mentioning, when it comes to religion, Jesus is the only religious figure you'll find who actually says, ask me questions. Mo most other religions, are dis it, you're discouraged from asking questions. You're just supposed to memorize the answers and, and, and follow along. That's, that's the, the path. But Jesus actually says to ask me questions. He said it in Luke 9, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. That's the idea. If you ask a question, you will get an answer. And tonight I want to take it further though, um, because I, I don't want you to be deceived about the effort that it, it takes. You will not get to wisdom if you do not put in the work. And the good news about this point in your life is that you have a really great intuitive understanding about this because you're in school. And school forces you to learn this. I, I'm not proud of this. I got a D in Calc 1 when I was in college. Allow me to explain to you why I got a D. Nick, why do you think I got a D? You didn't try very hard. Yeah, that's kind or of Or you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't ask questions. No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> even go to class to ask questions. <laughs> And I, shockingly, I got a D, but that stood for done in my major, so that was fine. Um, but you get it, right? If you don't put in the work, you, you, won't, you won't gain wisdom. If you didn't go to class, it'd be really hard to pass your final exam. Which finals are like next week, right? Is it, did I hear that? It'd be really hard to pass if you didn't put in any work. You would never just expect, oh, but I could show up and I'll, and I'll pass. No, of course not. But this is how wisdom <clears throat> works. People think that just showing up for life will one day make you wise. If you just live long enough, someday you'll get gray hairs and you'll be wise. And that's not how it works. Wisdom has nothing to do with age. Wisdom has nothing to do with experience. Wisdom has everything to do with the effort that you put in to ask questions and find answers. It, it requires work. Um, Proverbs 2 says this, Incline your ear to wisdom. Apply your heart to understanding. If you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If you search for it like a treasure hunt is what that says, for, for silver, for gold, no, no one finds treasure without putting in effort. Treasure is not hiding in plain sight. You've never seen an article, right, where someone was like, yeah, I was just walking, I was walking right out here on this sidewalk, and, and I, I, was, I, just, I, I was passing Chipotle, and I found a box of treasure on the sidewalk. No one else had found it yet. No, of course not. 
The, the people who find the treasure are the ones who, who go searching for it, hunting for it, put in, put in the work, and that is, that's wisdom. Again, it starts with asking questions. Um, I'm going to give you one last thing, and then we'll, then we'll jump into questions. And, and tonight, Nick is going to ask the question, and we're going to do this the way that we do it on our podcast, which is we start recording, and I don't know what Nick's going to ask me. And then together, we try to find a better answer. So tonight, yeah. I don't yeah. know what the question is going to be. I don't even know how you're going to ask the question or any of that. Great. But I want to give you one thing first, one little scrap. Um, I think this is, this is critical for you to understand, particularly at this moment as you're going away. I don't know where you're going for the summer. I don't know what happens next in your life if you're going to a job or an internship or, or back home. Or I, I, I have no idea. Um, but I, I want you to go there with this thought burned into your brain. Um, wisdom is not the same as just knowing stuff, okay? Biblically, as I was reading some of that, you might have heard knowledge, understanding, and wisdom called out separately. It's because they are three separate and distinct things, and they have an order. And you will follow this order if you get to wisdom. One is knowledge. Knowledge is, I, I just know something, okay? Um, I might know that um, <clears throat> cars are heavy. It's knowledge. Did you know that, Nick? That's really good. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, They're heavy. They're very very heavy, actually. Super heavy. I might know that, okay? Um, Understanding comes after knowledge. Understanding is when I glue two bits of knowledge together. Cars are heavy, knowledge, and they move fast, okay? Bits of knowledge. Um, I am not heavy, and I move slow. More knowledge, okay? If I were to combine those together to get to understanding, I might understand that if I were to try to run across the highway, it will go poorly for me, yes? Because I'm gluing together those, those things. Heavy car plus slow me moving fast equals squished me. That's understanding. But you can have knowledge and you can have understanding and you can still not attain to wisdom. And this is where most people stop. They get to knowledge, they get to understanding, or they don't get wisdom. Wisdom is when I apply my understanding to my life. When I get to the edge of the highway and I decide not to run across it. Okay, that's wisdom. And as you go to the, wherever you're going next, I want you to, to, to carry this with, this with you. Tonight, you'll get something that looks like bits of knowledge and understanding. That's the best that Nick and I can do for you. We'll, we'll, we'll get a question, we'll do our best to answer, give you some knowledge, help you get to understanding, but we cannot give you wisdom. In fact, no one can. Only you can. And it will be whatever you do with whatever we talk about next. That's what will ter- determine whether you become more wise or less wise over these next few weeks and months of your life. That's wisdom, that's knowledge, that's understanding. I think that's all I wanted to say before we start. Okay. How long did I talk? I don't know. Good amount. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I always <laughs> said I wouldn't try to talk more than five minutes. I <laughs> no, failed. it was good. Yeah, okay, great. Can I say a little more about myself Go since for it. all I said was hi? So I'm 25. Um, I was at UC two years ago. Uh, is anybody in here in DAP? Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> Just one? Anybody else? You too? Okay. I uh, graduated two years ago with industrial design. He actually has the same degree which is kind of weird, but it's cool. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. I, you know that feeling when you know you're going to present, and you're like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, and then you're up there, and you're like, well, I'm here. 
Yeah, that's me right now. So, um, <laughs> um, how we normally do this is Kyle, what Kyle said. Uh, I come in, we go into the podcast studio, and I don't tell him what we're going to talk about. I don't even know sometimes. Sometimes I'll write down notes and I'll be like, uh, maybe we'll talk about this, and then he'll start talking and be like, clearly I have something else going on. Um, and I try to be honest with what's actually going on in my life mm-hmm. and bring it to him um, so he can counsel me on it so that I can take that and learn and grow. So like today, if I were to do that today, which, uh, can we get the topic from them instead of me? Yeah, okay. whatever you want. You're in charge. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, today I would say I'm feeling a lot of fear because you're making me talk in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. at that point I would invite him in and be like, all right, Kyle, help me understand what God says about stepping towards things that you're scared of uh, that are good anyway. So, so here's what I think we should do. Is that, is that mic, can, can we have like, they can come up to it? Okay. So just for a moment, um, contemplate how you're doing, actually, actually how you're doing. Uh, I know it's finals week, and so, well, if you're in DAP, you're free now because you're done. I remember that. <laughs> um, and I want you to think, think of like a 30-second blurb. Give me an emotion, what you're feeling, and why. It can be something particular to this week, today, or it can be like a season you're in, nine months or something like that. Um, I've been through seasons where I've felt a lot of shame, where I don't feel like I belong. Um, Right now I just feel fear, but I bet you it'll be gone in about an hour. So, (laughs) so, yeah, I would would love for, whenever you think of it, if you know already, go ahead and go up to the mic. We'll we'll have like five people, and then... I'm just going to take like a survey and you can raise your hand if you relate to that. I'm going to ask you, do you relate to that? Have you related to that? And I guess whatever is related to the most, we'll, we'll do that. Cool? Okay. And also, I want to encourage the person thinking I do have something to say, but I'm scared. Um, that's okay. I, I'm feeling the same thing right now. So if that's you and you have something going on, uh, I would encourage you to get up there and bring up whatever it is. Cool? So whenever you want... Do I need to like ask somebody? Do I have like somebody from my community group go up there to break the ice? <laughs> Alex, you want you want to be first? Yeah. You locked eyes with me, and so. Yeah, that was your bad. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> no, that was on there. Okay. Kyle, Hi, knows, Kyle knows this guy is the bread guy because he bakes bread. Yes, uh, if you listen to the podcast, I was mentioned once. I am the bread guy. I made bread. Um, so didn't make it for Kyle yet. That's coming. Um, I'm Alex. I'm from Nick's group. Um, let's see. A season that um, I'm not in now, but I was in recently, and I feel like a lot of people could potentially relate to this, is um, the Bible says a lot about God showing up for you, Right? Actually, this is a season I'm in right now. Let's go, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Okay? Great. Yeah. Is God transactional? Is God relational? What happens when we treat God as transactional? What happens if we reach him as relational? Mm. So, wait, wait. Before you leave. <laughs> so, you're telling me you have trouble feeling God as relational when... Tell me about the transactional thing. The transactional thing would be, um, God, if I pray every morning, if I yeah. meet you in your word every mm. morning, then you'll do this for me. And if I don't, will and you still I be there? And if I don't do that, God won't okay. show up for me. Okay. Whereas, like, in my experience, in my life experience, I've yeah. seen 
seasons where I'm very connected to God and then I ask him for something right. and he doesn't show up for me there. Yep. Okay. But like, I mean, the spoiler is like he shows up for me yeah. in a better way because uh-huh. it's, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, thank you. How, raise your hand if you can or have related to that. Okay, that's a lot. Okay. Strong start. Yeah, let's, so given that that was a lot, let's just do two more. I don't want, be bold, be courageous. I'm, I'm actually really comfortable now, so I'm... Go <laughs> good. Good. Who related with what Nick said about just feeling fear? Three people. Oh, okay, more. Well, there's more. Yeah. They were afraid to raise their hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we have just one more then? Sure. Okay, one more and just like... I know, I know somebody here is like, I, I do have a thing. I just don't want to get up. Yeah. There yeah. we go. <laughs> what? What do I want to hear? So yeah. tell me uh, what you're going through and what you're feeling from that, whether it's a today thing, a week thing, or a season thing, a whole life thing. Um, yeah, and... Same, similar to Alex, but yeah, however you feel like you need to, yeah, it, cool. it'll work. Uh, I would say, um, so right now, I'm working like seven days a week, mm-hmm. 60 hours. Mm. It's a lot, plus all the, like, just hobbies and hanging out with friends and things yeah. like that. So um, I'd <clears> say just, like, exhaustion is yeah, uh, it's hitting pretty hard, so... Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to a break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're feeling exhausted because you're doing a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for making it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to be filled up with the things that will fill you up. So thanks for coming. So, okay. Who can or has related to that feeling exhaustion? Also, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, Kyle, I'm going to make you choose. Please. I choose. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I don't want to be that guy. I never choose. Sometimes you do. Sometimes I say two things and you're like, let's do that. Yeah, see? JD, you, you choose. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that backfired. <laughs> uh, okay, relational transaction. <laughs> let's just. Got it. Cool. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right. So this is where I would throw it to you and be like, help, yeah. help me. <laughs> I got it. Um, that's a super normal, common thing, I think, for God to feel transactional versus relational. And if you're a normal Jesus-following person, over the course of following him, you will continually find yourselves in moments of treating it as a transactional relationship. And, and most of us start thinking that's how God is, that he's transactional. And the reason for that is because we are naturally mm-hmm. transactional. And, and just, just to find that for, for a minute, what I mean is most of us operate with an idea of fairness in our minds. And that's how we approach relationships. Um, the closer you get in a relationship, the more this is, this is a, a, a potential um, I would say trap for you. And, and I'll, illustrate, I'll illustrate it this way. My, my wife 
whose name is Sarah. Nick's wife is also named Sarah. Uh-huh. Sometimes it gets confusing on the podcast. They're also. We talk about Sarah. Do you guys know the Enneagram? They're also both fives in the Enneagram. So. Yeah. Yeah. They it's kind of weird. Same person. We're not entirely sure. <laughs> um, my wife was a wedding planner. Okay. For a long time. And she did like a hundred some weddings all over the place. I don't know if she ever did one here. I don't. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, she she would she would do them for all kinds of different people. And her company was somewhat expensive to hire, so it was you know fancy places usually and whatever. And most of them were unnoteworthy. Like she'd go to a wedding, she'd come back at two or three a.m. and I'd ask her like, hey, "How was it?" And it was like, "Oh, it was fine." Um, of the hundreds, I only remember one wedding. And, and the reason I remember it is because when she came back at 2 or 3 a.m. and I said, hey, how did it go? She was like, it, 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 I, 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 I have to talk about it. It was so bizarre. And we stayed up talking about it for a while. And what happened is she had a couple who had honest <clears throat> vows. Okay? So in, in every wedding you go to, the vows are like, I will love you forever, no matter what. And the other person's like, I will love you always, no matter what. And they're like, oh, that's great. Then everybody gets married, right? <laughs> but everybody knows, like, a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't mean it, and they don't do it. And at this wedding, this couple, she said their, their vows, they were not Christians, not believers, not trying to follow Jesus. Want to make that super clear. And at the altar, their vows were, I will love you and, and serve you so long as you love and serve me. Up until the point we no longer want to. That was their vows. Honest, right? Like, great job by you. You were very honest. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of sad because yep. we're about to have a party. Yep. I don't know what we're <laughs> celebrating, but this, you know, that's like... That was, the, that was the wedding. And, and there's something really true about it. Because they would say that's the, that's the worldly way to do relationships is transactional. As long as we are supplying equal value to each other, we'll stay in relationship. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> something I'm thinking about and have a question about. What, what does discipline play in the role of transactional versus relational? Like there is... Yeah. relationship with God and Jesus, no matter like if you show, if you don't show up for him tomorrow, he's still there. Yeah. And, uh, I bet you feel more connected if you choose to pray with him. I bet you feel more connected if you read his word or you talk about him with your friends. And even like in the, yeah. in the analogy of marriage, like you choose to serve that person, your spouse, um, even when you don't really feel like it, and like there's like that feels a little transactional yeah i i listened about half of what you said and then i and this I, happens I all the time a bible verse yeah. the other half of what yeah. you said i just so i just relate summarize it i related it to marriage and how <laughs> in marriage you still choose to do things yeah almost as a discipline yeah because you know it's good and it builds relationship totally let me <clears throat> i'll get to it um by, by route of a big Bible word called covenant. Okay, so you have, um, and this will apply to your marriage too someday if you, if you choose to get married. There are only two options for the type of relationships to have. It's either transactional or covenantal is hmm. what I would say. 
Um, because a transaction is a type of relationship. <clears throat> and, and it's got really clear rules. There are, by the way, there are advantages to a to tra transactional relationship. Um, this is why many people try to approach God this way. There are advantages to transactions. You know exactly what to expect. It's very predictable. Uh, you probably have a, a, a phone in your pocket, yeah? You or somebody pays that bill. It is a transactional relationship. Someone sends 60 or 80 bucks to Verizon, and they supply you cell service. If they were to stop supplying the cell service, you would stop sending them the money. If you stop sending the money, they would stop sending the cell service. It's, it's a transaction, okay? And you can do that in a relationship. And, and I see people try this too, by the way. And again, I'm going to start with human relationships before we get to, to God, because I think it's why we apply it to God, because it's what we try to do in relationships. I see this all the time. Um, I, I heard somebody say, you know, the best, the best thing you can do and um, if you're going to get serious about somebody, you're dating somebody, you want to get serious, is really list out expectations, because you don't want to have missed expectations. That would be like, the worst thing possible, you know? Are you going to do the dishes? Mm -hmm. Am I going to do the dishes? Are you going to take out the trash? Am I going to take the trash? Like, how are we going to do laundry? You know, stuff like that. Like, expectations. Or how much yep. time should we spend together, you know, before you're, you're married or whatever? <clears throat> like, are Thursdays our night or Thursdays my night? Like, yeah. stuff like that. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to argue that's the worst thing you could ever do. <laughs> that's the way to have a horrible relationship. Can I? We yeah. tried that, and we just ended up fighting way more. Yeah. We got... <laughs> Because did some of you miss Why your expecta you, did yeah, you miss expectations? All the time. Yeah. It got yeah, it got worse. So we stopped, we I got rid of it. Yeah. It, happened, it lasted a week. <laughs> when I when I I'll I'll say this. I, I uh, I am I'm officially licensed to marry people. I don't know how that happened, but the state of Ohio <laughs> says I can marry people, so it's pretty cool. When I do weddings, I do pre-marriage counseling. In pre-marriage counseling, I tell the couple, this is kind of a mean trick. I'm like, hey, you should write down you write down your expectations for each other and set them up. It's great. Write down your expectations and then come next week and we're gonna talk about them. And when I get there, I'm like, okay, let's, let's see them. You need to take those home and burn them because they will kill your marriage. They will hmm. kill your relationship because it's transaction. Because as long as you have them, you will constantly be looking at each other going, uh, you know, you didn't, quite, you didn't quite meet my expectations. Meanwhile, you'll fail on your end too, but you, you will overlook your, 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 your flaws, your failures, because you understand your reasons and they were very good, right? Yeah. But you want them. And if you apply this to you and God, you'll, you'll end up bitter and disconnected and it, that relationship will break. Because you'll go, God, I went to church again and again. I went to college night. I tried praying. And my life was still full of pains and disappointments. What, what's up with this? You, you'll have a list of expectations in, in your head. And if it, on the other side of that, if you're in that relationship, you'll think that he does too. And then you'll fail. You'll mess up. And your natural assumption will be that God doesn't want to be around you. He rejects you now. You failed and it's, and it's over. And you'll start to just move away from God. That relationship mm -hmm. will, will break and it yep. will fail.